Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Turn with me to Psalms 91. This is the scripture most people are referencing right now. Uh, this is the scripture that most people are embracing and, and applying in their life. I recognize it. I do the same thing, but not just because of the coronavirus, but for life in general. Before that virus ever popped up, as far as the 19th one, or the 19, uh, we were doing this way before. We live in this place. Every Christian should live according to this scripture. God is your protector. God is your provider. God is your healer. God is everything in our life. God is able to do anything. He's able to remove anything, able to accomplish anything. So if you'll just turn with me in your Bibles, I'm reading from the New Living Translation this Sunday morning, and uh, we want you to turn with us. If you don't have it, we have it up here, and we want you just to follow along, and we're going to recite a few verses from this just to get it in our spirit. Now it says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust him. Can you say that out loud? I trust him. I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Say, I trust you, Lord. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Repeat this after me. Say, his faithful promises, that's my protection and my armor. Turn to your neighbor and look at them and tell them, you can't tell, but I have armor on right now. Not armor all, armor on. Thought I heard somebody say armor all. I've got armor all on. Are you ready? Do not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies in by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Now that's the hope of the believer. There's a key to these promises. Just open your eyes, verse 8. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. God's promises are stronger than Lysol. That's all I'm telling you. (laughs) 
They won't come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold up with their hands so you don't. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot against a stone. That matter. That means no matter how far you fall, you will not die. No matter how big we mess up, we will not be destroyed. You will trample upon lions and cobras, and, they, and you will crush fierce lions and the serpent under your feet. That is speaking of spiritual things, spirits, things that come against you. Your authority is higher than theirs. When you make the Lord your God, your shelter, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will rescue those who love me. And I'm going to stop right there because that is the secret to Psalms 91. God will imply all of these promises based on you loving him. Now, we know God loves us. We know that. How many of you know God loves you? But how many of you have been guilty ever in your life of not loving him back the way we should? I'm, I'm the first one, second one, actually. Somebody raised their hands before I did. Thank you for your honesty because sometimes we miss the mark. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes we get fearful. Sometimes we get so blessed we forget. I mean, to be human is to err, but God has no error. God cannot fail, and God is perfect. But when we line ourselves up with him, it's a whole different story. The title for today's message, it's called Love 91, God's Prescription. This is the key to living in the world that we're living in, and we're not even going to give place to fear. We're not going to give place to unreasonable, you know, unreliable things that cannot truly save us, except in an hour where the church should be bright, we should know that this is when God wants to shine the most. It's a fact. We're going to give some practical things that I feel like, as a pastor, I should share with you. Some things you already know, and then we're going to give you the spiritual aspect of what needs to happen in your life right now in this season. Because this, this whole, this whole uh, the beginning of the coronavirus has just started. It's just beginning. But in Jesus' name, we come against it. How many of you believe that? In Jesus' name. God will take this thing and make it for his glory. And so we're excited about that. Can you lift up your hands and pray for this service? Can you do that right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the atmosphere of worship. We thank you, dear God, for just blessing us today and being with us. And bless every person here. Bless every person here. 
we just plead the blood over every person that's here, no matter where they go, no matter where they're at, no matter where they work, no matter what they do. We, we claim healing, protection, and guidance and direction in our life. Over all those that are watching right now, we thank God, Father, for you protecting them and being with them, and God giving them wisdom, understanding, and guidance in their life as well. The Lord, this is your hour. This is your moment. And we love you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 Give the Lord one more hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Turn to your neighbor. Give them a peace sign, right? That's what we used to do in a certain denomination. We couldn't reach you. Peace. Are you loving, are you loving God today? Clap your hands and tell him, I love you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. You're worthy. You can be seated here this Sunday morning. You know, I think practical steps need to be taken. I don't think it's a lack of faith for us to take practical measures and when we're dealing in dealing with anything in life, to sickness, disease, tragedy, whatever it may be that comes into our life accidents, I think we also need to have wisdom and understanding. Uh, the very first thing we're told to do is to wash our hands, right? Can I just simply say this, that you should have been washing your hands way before this, Cochino. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Really, everything we're being told right now to do, we should have been doing a long time ago regardless. It's nothing new. I mean, how simple is that? I'm telling you, isn't it funny? We're watching the news, and we're all waiting for that secret tip of what we need to do, and no one has it. And all they keep telling us is, wash your hands. Hygiene. Stay clean. I went to, <laughs> I went to H-E-B to buy some food for dinner guests that were coming over. I was just there to buy some, some food for dinner. While I was there, and I've got to say it because it just was the facts. Everyone, were they were buying things that had nothing to do with what's going on. And I'm just repeating some things I saw. And I hate to say this, but the majority of them were all Latinos. <laughs> you know, we got to get it. You never know. I mean, you never know. I was standing in line, and there was this little lady behind me. And I looked at her, and I said, isn't this crazy? She goes, tell me about it. She goes, I've got stuff in my bag, in my basket, I didn't even need because they made me scared. I thought, well, I better get it before they take it all, and I don't want to come back to the store anyways. Everybody was grabbing stuff. I was like, I might as well grab some stuff too. I'm afraid there's not going to be anything left. Fear will drive you insane. Fear will drive you, but this is a little bit of, a little bit of uh, just an, some advice. You know, yes, wash your hands, but here's what you really need to do. I looked, 
everybody was grabbing the raviolis. And I looked at the vitamin C section, and no one was touching that. I went to Walgreens, and I just bought as much vitamin C as I could for prevention to make sure my kids' immune systems are strong. Because I want you to think about this just for one moment. Now, I went to Walmart like at 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock at night, stayed there till about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because we were trying to prepare to get sanitizer and Lysol and all the proper things for you all in the church. And so we went, and there was nothing there and anything I could find that said kills 99.9% viruses, bacteria, whatever else. I got it for the church. Because no telling how long that's going to last. Then my son calls me and says, hey, they've got toilet paper here at, at Walgreens. I said, go ahead, son, get it, and we'll, we'll have it. And if somebody has a problem, then we can bless you as well because you're not going to use all, we're not going to use all the toilet paper here. Can we talk about the toilet paper just for a second? <laughs> I'm, now, for those of you that are watching online, I'm rough around the edges, and I make no apologies for it. I just don't. It's just who I am. But if it's that bad, you need a water hose, not toilet paper. <laughs> my youngest son came up to me the other day. He said, Daddy, uh, did you ever change my diaper? And I said, no. I said, I, I did you boys one time. I said, my my oldest son, I said, Caleb was so bad, I had to take him outside and turn him upside down. And that's how I did it. One time it was so bad, I said, there's no way I'm doing this. You know, outside. Done. Done. What are you going to do with all that toilet paper? What are you going to do, make a soccer bucker? I mean, what do you... What are those things called? I mean, you know, it's crazy. People are making decisions that make no sense. Fear. Someone repeat this after me. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That is not soundness. But what you should be focusing on is just getting stronger Spiritually, mentally, and physically. Because I've, I, we have doctors in the house, and I've, con, I've consulted with, with our doctors, and they, they, there's different points of view from every, even doctors. And the conclusion we've come up with is this, is that the best thing we can do is get our spiritual life strong to not live in fear and to get your physical body strong to fight anything that comes away against you physically. You know, what we, don't, what we don't consider is, is that, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So physically, we take 
steps to prevent, and it outweighs the results or the cure that we're looking for. Prevention is worth everything. That's why we took and made the extra step to put those high-dollar air conditioning filters in the church so we can circulate and go back to you. Right now, as we're talking, you're getting cleaner air as we're talking. But did you notice how when you came to church, if you had any trouble or problems during worship, did you feel your burdens lift, your worrying, your, your worrying mind just be at ease and peace? How many of you felt the peace of God today in worship? Well, it's because you are circulating. It's, it's going back to God, coming back to you, and your spirit man, more than anything else, needs to be cleansed and sanitized. We call it sanctification by the blood of Jesus Christ. There are so many things to consider uh, because the way God made this body, the way he made us is wonderful, so intelligent. The body is capable, after listening to doctors, hearing doctors talk, getting advice from our medical field and hearing other and talking to other pastors who talk to other doctors, it boils down to one thing. This body can handle and has what it needs to fight this virus. The scripture says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows it very well. That's what we need to focus on. In your mind, your will and emotions, in your, in your mind, your spirit, man, you need to understand God made me to be a healing machine. My immune system, the strength over my body. So our prayer needs to be this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that my body is able to fight off and ward off any sickness and any disease in my life. I say this according to your word, Lord Jesus. And I also declare that with your stripes, I am healed. And I also declare that I know I'm loved, but I love you back. And because I love you back, and I love you with my life, I love you with my thoughts, I love you with my actions, I love you with all of my heart, I know because of that simple act of loving you, I am a dweller of someone who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, and no disease will overcome me and come against me that's living by faith. Does that sound logical? Well, it does to a certain extent because God really defies logic and reasoning. It's not supposed to make sense because faith doesn't make sense. It's something that God has chosen for us to function in in this world to experience his benefits. Uh, th there is more. There is more. Let all, that, let, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise your holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done for me. Listen to this. May I never forget the good things that he's done for me. He forgives all of my sins and heals all my diseases. He forgives all of my sins and he heals all my diseases. 
There was a time in Jesus' ministry when he went into a home and healed someone of a disease or of an ailment. They were lame. They were sick. And they got up from their bed. You know, it was after he forgave them. He forgave them first. Then he said this, because the Pharisees, the religious world, said, who can forgive sins but God? He said that you may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins. I say to you, rise up and walk. The miracle Jesus did was to validate the unseen world of mercy and grace. When you feel God and when you see God do something, everything was meant to validate this word. Everything. That his promises are yea and amen. That he said it, we should believe it and live according to that standard. That's the standard that we live by. This is what we do. You cannot forget what God has ever done for you in your past. How many of you are, are right now, you can testify to God doing something miraculous in your life? At one point in your life, you remember, God did something for me. Did God provide for you? Did God heal you? If you have ever been supernaturally healed by the power of God, would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? Now, just don't keep them up. Keep them up. You know without a shadow of a doubt, God healed you. We're not talking about you took a bucket load of vitamin C and then you got better. We're talking about the hand of God touching you. Look around, everybody. Just look around. Look around. Now, now put your hands down. Thank you. It's evident. God is able. With that in mind, it ought to rid of any fear that you have any fear that you may feel in your life. Living a life of faith is the result of living life prepared. That's it. Living a life of faith, see, we have faith because we came out from a faithful God, spent time from a faithful God. When you spend time with him, your perspective changes. So we are always prepared. The Christians should be always prepared. Like this, this, this pandemic, this sickness, this, this buzz that's in the airwaves and all the news coverage and everything that's being said. This is where the spirit of Christ inside of you should get you fired up. It should fire you up like it fires up a boxer fixing to go in to meet his heavyweight opponent to win the world title. It should fire you up like a football player in the locker room fixing to play the Super Bowl. It should fire you up like someone who is ready to go to war and defend their country after a terrorist attack. It should get you riled up 
like the line of the tribe of Judah is resident with inside of you and fears no evil. It should cause your spirit man to say, I am ready to pray for somebody so God can be proven in this world. I am ready to walk in this world with a smile on my face face knowing that my God is able. Now, let me clarify that for a moment. The scripture also says, don't tempt your God. Don't be a dummy and say, hey, guys, look, I'm going to give you money, right? Pay the cashier, then I'm going to put my fingers in my mouth. I want you to sneeze on me. I can't. Nothing's going to happen. I know people like that. Like, sneeze on me. Go ahead. Like, let's shake. Oh, you don't want to shake my hand. Oh, you're a scaredy cat. I'm not shaking anybody's hands out of being respectful, guys. It was tough. My wife and I are huggers. I've already hugged somebody today. I'm not fearful. But I'm not going to go out and defy the respect and the guidelines set because I also believe in being obedient. So we have to have reason. We have to have that ability to have an understanding that you're going to follow some rules just because they're there, but God is still a healer. But God is still able. So I'm not shaking your hand because I'm not not shaking your hand because I'm fearful. And we're we have certain standards here, and we're setting guidelines here not because we're afraid, but because we're respectful, and we're obedient, and we want to do the right thing. But at the same time, we know that God can, God will, God wants to. It's amazing to me when I look back in history and realize that there were men before us that actually tested it. There's a true story about John G. Lake. If you re ever read about John Lake, John Lake became a missionary to Africa when Ebola was strong. And when it was strong, people were dying everywhere. But what he did... He made Jesus his shelter. He chose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High because dwelling in the secret place takes consistency. So you can, we can read Psalms 91 and fall in love with it. But if we're not living it, it doesn't apply. It just doesn't apply. John Lake went to Africa, and he's there. Ebola's out, and doctors are there, and they're in a camp that's infested with this disease and this virus. And he sent a team with him to go down to pray for people. But before he got there, he was in prayer. He felt God tell him, go pray for those people in Africa, and he went there. And when he got there, he didn't take the vaccine. Now, I'm not telling you don't take anything when it comes out. I'm talking about a man before his time, a man before 
mean me, a lot of us who even thought of the concept of, you know, letting God heal in a camp of sick people and walking in there, not being afraid. He was a man before. He was a man like he walked like Jesus. He wasn't perfect, but he had the gifts and he had the flow and he understood something. He said in his book that the life of Christ inside of us, when we live it and we are filled with Christ, that the Spirit of God, he believed, poured out of his pores. He was filled with the Spirit. He lived a life of overflow. So he went down there to Africa. When he was there, he... uh, he was approached by the physicians, and they said, you aren't getting sick, and you didn't take any vaccine. And he said, that's true. I can't get sick because I have too much life inside of me. He stayed connected with God. He went to another level of prayer. He was connected, and when he walked into those camps, he would pray for people, and God would heal them, and they would get raised up, and they didn't understand what was going on. So he did something. He tested the theory They said to him, it's crazy, we don't understand it. He said, let me explain. So he went to a dead person, one that had a man who had passed. The man had foam coming out of his mouth. He said, get some of that. He said, and put it on my hand, and then put my hand under a microscope and see what happens. And they did. And when they put his hand under the microscope, the disease that was alive and moving became dead instantly because what was coming out of him was more powerful than that was trying to get inside of him. I only share that story because I think our faith needs to be lifted in the fact that we have something and someone in our life that is much more powerful than any disease and sickness that's in the world. That's a good time. That's just some good faith there. Now, whether you believe that story or not, it's irrelevant. I know another man by the name of Jesus Christ who walked in this world, walked up to leopards, lepers, leopards. He was a zookeeper. Lepers and saw God make them whole. Why? Because you can't curse what God has blessed. Somebody say, I trust him. Psalms 91 and 3 says that he will rescue you. (laughs) He will rescue you. And it also says in the same verse, he will protect you from deadly diseases. He will protect you. Say, God's my protector. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 10 says this. Christ lives in you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Making yourself right with God is everything. The only point I want to give, I have two points, but I want you to grab onto this first point. Number one, if you're going to see these implemented in your life, you're going to see the promises of God come to pass. Number one, you must make Jesus your hiding place. You must make Jesus your hiding place. The, the, the media is telling us to shelter yourself, stay secluded. 
I just got to tell you, man, I thought this is the greatest time to go shopping. Nobody's out. I used to work for a company. I, was, I used to work for a company years ago, and I had Mondays off. I loved Mondays, having off on Mondays, because I didn't go to Lowe's. All the men were at work. All the projects were done on the weekend. And I went there. No one was there. During this season, I've been talking to people that have been telling me they've been buying some investments because everyone's so fearful. Stocks are low. Now's the time to buy. Crazy stuff. But it's from people who have faith and are going to live in a place not filled with fear. So to kind of counter that a little bit, let me tell you, I did go shopping, but I also had my hand sanitizer with me. I mean, that's just common sense. And I'll use my hand sanitizer, not because I'm afraid, because I was using hand sanitizer before this coronavirus came out. I mean, there's some people, you need to take a bath and some of that stuff. I'm just telling you, man. I mean, you know, don't look around. I'm not talking about anyone else in this church. I'm not talking about any, well, maybe I am, but you know, we got to be clean, folks. I mean, that's just good practice. Don't live in fear is the second point. To make Jesus your shelter, you have to have a constant relationship. To make Jesus your shelter, you must live in him through prayer, through reading the word of God and loving him. But don't live in fear. Are we or are we not the church of the living God? When someone else's faith is weaker than yours, respect it. That's right. I said, respect weaker faith. That's scripture. The apostle Paul wrote to the church of Corinthians and told them that if you have a problem with eating meat offered to idols and someone else doesn't, or if you don't have a problem and someone else does, don't make a big deal about it. I mean, whether the meat was offered to idols and then you chose to eat it in front of a, of a person who has a fence by it, don't eat for the sake of the person, not the sake of the meat. Well, explain that, Pastor Bobby. Why would they be eating meat offered to idols? Well, let me explain it to you. Back in the, their day, there were pagan worshipers within their community. And those pagan worshipers would cut and get the blood from animals, and they would salvage some of the good meat still offered to idols. And so people that didn't have a lot of money would go to these markets where the sacrifices were actually sold for people to eat. That's the way it was. And so when they went and bought this meat that had been sacrificed to idols, they would resell it at a cheaper price. Well, that was the big controversy. Well, the apostle Paul comes in, he says, you know, you don't have any problem with it. 
He's back. He said, in fact, I don't because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God created that animal. You didn't eat it out of worship to that. You, uh, you, you're eating it because you got a good price for it, right? And you're hungry. But he said, don't eat it. And I'm paraphrasing. You go do the study. Don't eat it in front of someone who has weak faith for the sake of your brother. Because there's a lot of things... A lot of things I don't do in my life for the sake of being a good example, right? I mean, that's the way we should live life. Some things, it's not a matter of it being sin in your life. Some things just are simply offensive to a new baby Christian or someone that was growing in the faith. So there's a lot of things I don't permit in my life to be a good example. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. So, you know... You don't live in fear, but you got to live in some place of respect and pray for people and let them know that you're here and give them some good news, not force them. I mean, news being forced is not good news, right? That's like, get out of my face. I'm glad you go to church. I'm glad you believe that. But your whole disposition of being a believer with a smile on your face. I went to a clothing store yesterday, and um, it was the funniest thing. Um, well, I went to Ross. I'm just gonna say, I went to Ross. I, I like Ross. I don't care what you think about Ross. I like Ross. And this poor sweet lady was in the back. I wanted to go try on a shirt. No, not this shirt. I was trying to find a hoodie, okay? I found one. I thought, oh, this is going to fit me. It didn't fit me. I'm working on it. Not there yet. But I got it. I was done, and I was handing it to the lady out there. And this poor sweet lady, she was like, oh, okay, you can just put it right over there. And had that little number that they give you. And I go, here you go. She go, oh, oh, you, you can just put it right over there. I almost went home, got her some gloves, and come back and tell her, hey, just wear these. It'll help you. You know, I, this is, I just put the number down, did what I was going to do. Didn't make a big deal. Didn't say, oh, that's just ridiculous. I respected it like you should respect it. If God wanted me to minister to her, it was going to be out of kindness and love and respect. That's how she's going to get ministered to. And if the opportunity comes where she's really fearful and there's an open door, I would pray with her like I would pray for anybody else. God will present open doors for you. But don't try to knock the door down and walk in and prove you're just evangelistic and power a powerhouse. That is not the right way to do things. In this moment, in this hour, the Christians in the world need to be light. They need to be love. They need to be respectful. And we need to follow the guidelines and be be obedient. And we simply just need to be encouragers. Encouragers. Not knocking everybody down. I'm probably stepping on your feet right now, but that's okay. Right now is the moment where the church needs to move forward Do what you do. You can lead your family how you need to lead your family. That's your house. That's your family. 
But if you're going to win anybody during this season, we've got to love them. And when the opportunity presents itself, we need to show the love of God and let the demonstration of God come. Because if there ever is a moment where we're going to pray for people, this is the moment now to say God is a healer. But how are you ever going to reach them with that message if you can't reach them with the simple message, message of God being love? God is love. You have to love Psalms 91. That's God's prescription. That word says, if you love him, there are benefits that come out of loving him. He will protect you from the arrow that flies by day, from the diseases that walk at night, from the destruction at noonday. He said, a thousand shall fall at thy side, 10,000 at thy right hand, but it will never come near your dwelling. That ought to bring a smile to your face. That ought to bring faith to your spirit. It ought to give you some reassurance that your God is able and your God will not fail. It ought to be people in this building, in this, in watching online. You need to have faith, not fear, and let God work through that. Because did you know faith and fear are almost similar in what it does? Fear is faith in reverse. Fear is faith in reverse. You know, Jesus, when he looked at his disciples and he was praying for them in John chapter 17, he said, Lord, I pray for these that you gave me, speaking of his disciples. I pray for them, not that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them in the world so they can be examples. And everyone who hears their words, that they would respect their words like people, like they received mine. He gave them authority. That's why in, this, in the Bible, that's why in your Bibles, whether electronic or whatever you have, it is still valid. And every epistle that was written by the apostles was considered gospel truth because it was ordained by Jesus and he prayed for them but he didn't want them to go out of the world he wanted them to be a light to the world a light to the world this is the moment this is the time that we as believers need to show our faith not our ignorance not our ignorance, not being foolish, not tempting God and trying to make someone else feel bad, but to be encouragers, encouragers. We're encouraging you today. God has a prescription. God has his word. God will not fail. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will heal you. He will bless you. And this season that we're in will be the best season of your life if you get on your knees and seek his face. If you'll make him a priority in this season, God is going to use you to be a light to someone when they're fearful. Your spirit should contradict every negative thing that's out there not be ignorant to it, 
But I'm going to tell you, there are so many sources, so many different reports. Yes, I've heard about Italy. Yes, I've heard about China. Yes, I've seen a lot of footage as well. And yes, I've heard everything possible by stats and I mean everything. But I've also heard the flip side. And at the end of the day, after doing all the research, I realized the best thing we can do is be responsible, build your immune system. You should already be building it anyways, right? To be strong and build your spiritual life to be strong as well. Become a better person. This is the season for us to be better people, better people all around. Take this moment as an opportunity to shine, not living by fear, but living by faith. And that's all I got to say, really. That's really it. Because life doesn't stop moving. Listen, I'm so glad you came here today. I really am. I know they, in good measure, shut down the NBA. Some of you guys are hot about that, I know. Well, at least my son-in-law is, right? He's all messed up over that. <laughs> if, if Raising Canes hadn't opened up during this season, he'd be a wreck. <laughs> but they shut down <laughs> they shut down all these major events but you should have seen everybody in HEB the other day down one aisle one aisle reaching over touching people sneezing on them it didn't matter people were like I just got to get my, my frijoles I got to get my beans I got to go they're running out of everything. We're going to go back to the basics. <laughs> Pepsi. No more Pepsi. No more Coke. No more chips. No more salsa. All the hot dogs are gone. <laughs> Somebody's got a freezer full of hot dogs right now. <laughs> Can you imagine? Put it on the fork. They're probably in their, in their kitchen right now. Put it on the fork. and you know, I don't know if any of you grew up like that. That was my girl. Oh, my gosh. Come on, somebody. H-E-B put out a post on their, on their Facebook social media page, and they said, people, please only get what you need. We have to be examples. And, and trust me, I know sometimes you got to act because everyone else is acting crazy. you got to take care of your family. I get it. But while you're there... Don't fight over the Doritos. <laughs> Don't get an attitude because somebody got your last can of chili. There are fights going on right now. How many of you heard of there being scuffles right now over things? Black Friday all over again for food, right? In Victoria, I call it Brown Friday, but you know, it just, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Come on, people. Are we people of faith or not? Are we people of faith? Life's not going to stop moving. You still have to go to work. You still have to go to school when the schools are open. We're going to have to pray that God would just keep us, hold us, and that God would just move. Life still happens. You have to move. I got an awesome surprise to tell you right now. 
God, in the light of all of this, God just blessed us with this 1926 Model T Ford. Some of you know about this. We're in the middle of a building campaign right now, and we can't be afraid because a virus is going around when another virus called just the seasonal flu is killing more people than this one right now. Now, that's right now, that's what we know. But life doesn't stop moving. We still have to produce. And in the middle of all of this, God blesses this church. That is not a toy car, by the way. It's not like a little bitty, you know. This thing is in a safe place. Someone gave us this car to raffle it for our building fund. Along with a, I'm going to say it by faith right now, along with a Louis Vuitton purse and a Yeti Yeti cooler. So we're going to, yeah, that's awesome. One person, come on, somebody. God chooses dark moments and moments of fear to do some good things for the church and bless the church. God wants to bless you. In the middle of all of this, God says, you know what? It's a perfect time to bless you so you can have a raffle, raise the funds. Last time God blessed us to pay for the property, Harvey hit us. What did we do during Harvey? What did we do? Did we hide in fear? Well, of course, when the winds were there, we had to find shelter, right? But I'm talking about being responsible as a Christian. Once the winds died out, we didn't live in remorse. We didn't live in a place of I'm frustrated, I'm upset because I lost everything. There are people in this church that lost their houses, but they are still in this church worshiping, singing, praising God, putting him first. When we were, when Harvey hit us, we were Christians during that time and blessed people. During that time, someone blessed us again and paid off our church property. That's how God works. While everyone else is worried, afraid, upset, offended, whatever it may be, when the church rises up in these moments, God will continually bless you and help you and do everything necessary to see things turn around. There is nothing too hard for God to do. I'm going to leave that up there for a little bit. That's kind of cool, man. How many of you think that car is cool? Man, I think that's cool. Gave us a car. Gave us a hot rod. During coronavirus season? Yeah. Yeah, because the world doesn't stop turning. Now is the time for you to show up to work and be a Christian and let your boss see your faith. Now's the time for all the bosses to show up and show their employees what it means to be a man of faith. Now's the time. Pray for our nurses, pray for our doctors, pray for all of them. They're in the middle and the forefront of that. 
but we need to encourage our medical profession right now and tell them that God is able. God will protect you. God will be with you. When you're encouraging other people and you're consistently focusing on praying for them, you have no time to be worrying about your own fears. No time to be worried about, well, what's going to happen for me? What am I going to do with my family? What's, what's next? Let me read you some scriptures. Come on, Haley. Let me read you some scriptures. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised up Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. Let me read that again. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you as just and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living inside of you. He gives you life. Ephesians chapter 3. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. May you experience that. That was the, 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 Paul, the Apostle Paul who wrote to the Ephesian church. May you experience that in your life. Ephesians 5 and 2. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us, offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. That means the Spirit of God pours out of your pores when you live and worship him. I believe that with all of my heart, that the Spirit of Christ out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You have the answer inside of you. But God gives you wisdom. God gives you protection. God does things for you in this season. We'll do things for you in this season that will make you a believer. The last scripture I'm going to give you is this, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Read this with me. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power. Say power. Say it again. Power, love, and self-discipline. That's what God's given us. The ability to be disciplined, to better our lives, a spirit of love when everyone else is fearful. Be the voice of God for this generation. Be the voice of God for this generation and say, hey, God's got a prescription for you. Better your life. Live in Christ. Let Christ live inside of you and he will shelter you. He will keep you. He will protect you. When you take good measures, he's not saying be foolish. Don't test God. Don't brag. Don't go out and be arrogant. God doesn't bless that. God will not bless arrogance, pride, or hatefulness, ugliness. God will bless love. He'll bless encouragement. He'll bless, I'm telling you, a great attitude because I want his spirit on me in this season. 
How many of you know that he's greater in you than anything this world has to offer or give or any problem in this world? Come on, stand to your feet this Sunday morning. We're going to just simply pray for all of you right now, and we're going to go into his presence together. We're going to pray that God will give us wisdom, understanding, and give us strategy. We're going to bless you today. We're going to bless this moment. This is an opportunity for you to better yourself, better your life, and to let Christ be number one in your heart. He wants to do something. Do you believe that? He wants to do something. Now let's just pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this season. Not, God, we're not, we're not going to fear. We're not going to be worried. We're not going to be anxious for anything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, we'll make our requests known unto God. And the God of peace that passes all understanding will keep our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Lord, we believe you're a healer. We believe you're a provider. Bring peace in this world. Calm the chaos. Rid of the worry. Replace faith. Replace fear with faith. Somebody lift your voice and begin to praise him right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now lift your hands and worship. Come on, let's worship. If you love him, just tell him you love him right now. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.